Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour live at Lake Monster Brewing here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, remember to go to That's Badass Wood Art and use CTP, CT Pocket. Come on, get it right. For twenty percent off any one item at that'sbadasswoodart.com. Today we are joined by Alec Lewis of the Athletic. It's a, uh, it's finally a nice day. Incredible in Minnesota. Can you believe it? Been waiting for it for, uh, I guess six months, seven months. I don't. I mean, it's it's yeah. been. Your weather tweets have been on fire. Yeah, but it's, it's, I've done a little too many. I mean, I got to be honest. The last one, I was like, all right, Alec, you kind of leading into this about it. You've squeezed all. The uh, juice out of the orange here, but no, it was. Uh, I said, I said to you guys before we started recording. I went to the uh, Twins game today and and actually walked to the game, walked back. I was like, this is the life. This is incredible. I mean, it's just weather and the hey, yeah, yeah, right here. Hey, I, I walked in here today when I met up with you all, and and I was like, it's too hot. <laughs> already complaining about no the way. heat. I'm already complaining about the heat. Ryan's like, I hope we're sitting inside for <laughs> yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm already sweating my ass. Out. Well, Alec, hey, Alec, I'll, I'll just, take it. Does the crowd know where you're from? Like, do the folks know where you're from? From Alabama, they, maybe they know, maybe right. they don't. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, if they hear the accent, maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But no, it's you said that. It's funny. I, one of Michael Russo said the other day, it was like, it's like my grass is terrible. Need more snow. I was like, hey, please, <laughs> like this, it's absurd. Um, but no, yeah, from Alabama, got up here right before last season because um, I knew it was going to be the craziest season of all time. You picked uh, a good one to come to. Yeah, it was a blast to cover. It was really fun. Um, Media, I mean, I covered baseball for three years. I'd always wanted to do football. Like I said, I grew up in Alabama, so you can imagine the football being kind of in my blood. And it was cool. I learned a lot, met a lot of people. And um, the direction of the team is is very interesting and fascinating. And so it be fun to follow it kind of next season. Let's dive into that. So your first offseason in Minnesota, how do you think the the start of the offseason has gone for the Vikings? And like, where do you think things are going as we get into the draft? What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, it it started in in some ways kind of slow. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it. I guess that free they're, agency they're broke, week, Alec. They're broke. No, no, no. It was mostly. I guess I say slow, but that free agency window beginning yeah. was so like as a fan. I guess I followed it from afar, but I didn't realize like when I'm doing this for my job, like my phone's got to be on all at all times. I think I was actually at home in, in Alabama um, for my mom's birthday, and that. I think the night they signed Byron Murphy, it was like 9.30 p.m. And my mom, I was like watching a show and I was like, mom, I got to go work kind of. She's like, what? Um, but no, I, I say slow just in the sense that the, the way they've done it has kind of felt methodical. I mean, obviously you release Eric Kendricks. That's that a lot of people feel a lot of things when that happens. The same goes for Adam Thielen. Um Obviously, they 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 cut Cam Dantzler, waived Cam Dantzler. That was kind of an interesting move. Is that a and surprise then, to you? Super weird, yeah. Um, not not particularly. Just knowing his his situation with with how much he's played and and what that means contractually, and also just I mean his his year last year. Um, I mean I think a lot about the the play against the Eagles with Quez Watkins, the DJ Chark play in Detroit. Um, so so not really. I mean from a what they have depth wise at cornerback that's a little yeah. um, you left out the amir <laughs> smith marset strip at the end of the game i did i did leave that that was a i mean that was like week four i'm like man this is gets exciting and then buffalo happened um but <laughs> yeah and then obviously they, they 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 signed josh oliver and you're trying to understand that and i think you realize look like 
um, with how much they want to to run the football more effectively. That's a move that makes sense. It puts them in some bigger personnel. He's also a guy I think who, who maybe hasn't squeezed that, all the ores to use that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> to use that again um, in terms of what he can do catching the ball and as a and as a receiver. And so then you also have. Obviously, the signing of Byron Murphy and, and Marcus Davenport, and all both of those were interesting. Is is Byron Murphy more of a nickel guy um, in the slot? If so, what does that mean for outside corner? And then Marcus Davenport, obviously, with the Zadarius Smith thing, that raised questions. So, so it's all kind of, um, I felt like it's it's unraveled kind of one by one, and I don't feel like it's really fully um over like i still think the zadarius thing and the dalvin cook thing are are worth talking about and and situations individually that that um haven't really played themselves out fully so we'll see kind of what happens there but it's it's been interesting to just see how it has played out yeah i mean you're probably on pins and needles just waiting for that I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen live uh, <laughs> yeah. on here because he checks his phone yeah right <laughs> because it's a, it's a bad signal you got to bounce well we you never we, know we have our track record this off season so far when we, when we do a show and then as soon as we're about to end the show, we have to go right back to live because we re-signed Garrett Bradbury or we signed Byron Murphy right after we ended the show. I was so. in bed when the Byron Murphy news dropped. Yep. I told Matt, I'm going to bed. You have to call me if I'm going to jump on a show, if something happens. And five minutes, minutes later, yeah, 10 minutes later, get it a was call from both of those. It was like Quasi was just operating at nine. No, I, I no, they were late. This isn't Rick Spielman anymore. Quasi <laughs> no. works at night. Yeah, Quasi's a little younger, so he can he can stay up a little later. So the draft is just a couple weeks away. And I know you released an article just the other day talking about kind of what Kevin O'Connell looks like or looks for in a in a quarterback. Um, not asking for any insider information here but just, i am <laughs> yeah yeah why wouldn't you come on i've, I've already failed but anyway <laughs> yeah. what are your thoughts on, on on the vikings approach to the nfl draft this year yeah i mean at first i'm glad you mentioned that story and i thought it was really interesting and i've listened to pretty much every interview kevin has ever done uh which is probably i mean in this job you try to extract as much information from anywhere yeah. and and on that show with colin cowherd he he's Colin asked him I thought it was a great question I don't I don't Colin is not some like I don't watch that every day I don't really have the time um and so uh Kevin was like look the two things that I think are, are underrated things I look for are are accuracy and big field vision and able, ability to process and so I thought that was a great window into like who, which guys in this draft fit that I mean you think of like Bryce Young obviously right, being the right. guy but he he most likely will not be available at three or after that. And so it, you asked about the approach of the draft. Um, I mean, I think it, it's 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 an interesting uh, time because of the needs that they have. Yes. And also just, I think, what what what's possible. I mean, you look at cornerback. I just mentioned Byron Murphy in the nickel. He'll probably play in the slot. That means in the nickel, you probably need an outside guy. Well, could Andrew Booth be that? Sure. Could a, a Caleb Evans be that? Sure. But would you love? They have, they have to be right now. That's right, all we got. <laughs> right. But would you love if you're Brian Flores, a lockdown guy on the outside? I think so. And so I, I imagine they'll make some addition there. Now, does that have to be in the draft? No. But I think it would benefit you if you found a lockdown corner. I think um, you look at other spots. The def interior defensive line is a conversation. Obviously, receiver is something that has been a hot topic, depending on how, how people view that situation. So... Um, 
Yeah, we're, then, we're very pro receiver we in, in, in this podcast. Here, for no, sure. I, I got to tell you, I've, I've been kind of changing my oh, tune God. here. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I want to hear why. why. That I wanna, response? I wanna hear, no, no, no. I want to hear why why you guys are pro and, and why you've changed your tune on that. Well, I'll let them response. go first. All right. Well, so two things. Justin Jefferson's obviously the best yeah, receiver. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty good Have guy, you heard right? of him? Good he's player. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after him is literally question marks. KJ Osborne's on a contract year, and he's kind of been like a de facto wide receiver three. You know, he's been a good player. He hasn't been an, an ascending, like a transcending player. He's not someone you can't replace. Um, and then everybody behind him is nobodies, like Jalen Rager, Jalen Naylor. Like those guys are Jalen Rager's in a contract year. They traded for him, but he didn't really do anything last year. Um, Jalen Naylor is unproven. The pass game is such an important part of the NFL. It is is superseded everything we've seen and how important wide receivers are. And the Vikings, for so long, we've been blessed to have at least two really high-end wide receivers. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and then Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Um, and even then, teams were finding ways to stop both those guys because they didn't have anybody else. And if you only have one guy, and I know they have TJ Hawkinson, and I'm not saying you can stop Justin Jefferson, but you can put a lot more attention to Justin, Justin Jefferson if you don't have anybody else to really – threaten you anywhere i mean and and you look at like you look at the league and there's there's quarterbacks who can make others better right patrick mahomes but yeah but i I mean but that's reality that we have here you have patrick mahomes yes he doesn't necessarily need tyree kill he's a pretty good player he's pretty yeah he's (laughs) He's pretty good right so kirk cousins again he's a very good quarterback i'll never say otherwise because i think he's very good but he's not going to be a guy that cannot can ascend without high quality receiving talent around him and for and, and in this league you look at all around the league the the most productive offenses have two bona fide studs at least two at usually. least two yeah or right? the best quarterback in the league yeah so like, like, like even like yeah you look at the eagles you know jalen hurts was not a refined product right you surround him with aj brown and devonta smith quez Watkins is no slouch he's probably on the on the same par with uh, kj osborne and and you have dallas goddard like that's a solid team, right? Like that's a solid offense for him to to you know improve as a passer. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins needs that next level guy. I'm not necessarily even saying it has to be a first round guy, but it has to be somebody we address somewhat early. Marvin Mims in the later rounds. <laughs> I have course. to say it. I have to say it. But like I, Oklahoma, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Zay Flowers. Uh, obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba won't be there, but you know one of those guys. You got it. Jordan gotta Addison. A- yeah, Addison, absolutely. I still like well, real, real quick, before we get give yeah. Matt's, who cares about his opinion? But we'll get his opinion. <laughs> no, anyway. I want to. I want to hear his opinion. <laughs> Come on. Um, um, but like the final po- point there is essentially like tight end can't unless you have a Travis Kelsey, tight end cannot be like a replacement for a wide receiver because of how they what the, what the responsibilities are. So you still need guys on the outside that can win, and tight ends aren't asked to win on the outside. And so yes, they can help you replicate a passing game without having as many high-end receivers, but you still need another guy on the outside to win. And that's not KJ Osborne's abilities. Like, he's more of a slot guy. JJ's a do-it-all, everything, but, again, that's one person. And so then you have you have the middle of the field, you know, working with TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne. JJ's kind of doing his thing, but you don't have another guy on the other opposite side really helping take attention away from anybody else, from, from any of those guys. And Adam Thielen didn't really do that last year, kind of descending on his way down and um, – I think it'd just be really important for this team as they look to move forward. Again, Jalen Rager, 
KJ Osborne contract year. I, I'm just like big on like forward thinking too. It's not just about this year. Sure. It's about the next three, four, five years too. And, and my last point on here too is if, if you want, if you <laughs> welcome want to, to the show, I'm, Alex. I'm, I mean, I am just <laughs> chopping at the bit. We're talking receiver. I can't, I can't I'm help sorry. It. But you, you mentioned quarterback. Obviously, it's a huge need, right? This draft is very rich stock. in quarterbacks. Correct. It's stock. So where at receiver, you have, you know, four or five guys that are like high end, and then you have a bunch of promising talent, but not necessarily like surefire talents. Where quarterback a lot of smaller, like yeah. slotty-ish guys. Exactly, exactly. Like a ton of slot receivers. Maybe they can win on the outside, but like in the NFL, it's a lot harder to win on the outside when not, you know, not every team gives you 15 yards of cushion, right? So I guess that that's where I'm going with it as well is if you want to go receiver in first round, cornerback third round, you're going to probably get a better corner in the third round than you can get a receiver in the third round. Nice. I'll also say to that, and then gosh, we'll get to Matt because <laughs> you know I can't wait. Have a good one, guys. Receiver, is, I mean, if you're talking about surplus value and you you know this this front office and, and those making decisions, think about these things. Receiver is um, where you can find the most. I mean, if you're thinking first round draft picks, receiver is a position that provides the most surplus value. I mean, you think about how much you'd be paying a guy on a rookie deal at number 23 compared right. to a number two receiver on the market. It's like around 15 million, what OBJ just got. So that is, I think that that is a mark to your point. Now I want to hear what Matt's. Well, uh, I think I should preface. I'm not anti wide right. receiver. No, no, you are. No, that's the side you chose. You, you, you switch sides. <laughs> okay. 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 Anakin Skywalker. Let's go. But, <laughs> but my thought process is, they hired Brian Flores to fix this defense, and I, th- I honestly think Why'd they hired KOC to fix the team. And I think they've done that. They fixed the culture. They fixed the team in one year. Now it can grow after this season, of course, but I think that they they hired Flores to fix this defense. You've seen it in free agency with Byron Murphy, with Marcus Davenport, um, and I, I just think they want to give him more tools. And I think I, I don't I don't know if they'll stay at twenty three, but I think we've talked about it at length here interior defensive line is a position of need still um cornerback there's going to be a run on day two and i'm worried we're not going to get one i feel more confident going into this season with kj osborne as a number three in treating hawkinson as a two and then just hopefully Naylor, jalen rager can develop into something more than what they were last year so two things i'll tell you um the first one is i'm right but then what was <laughs> I your mean, second? obviously <laughs> um and they're both about this receiver around that i mean i think offensively they have done a ton this offseason um these last few months of thinking about how they were defended by defenses mm-hmm. last year i know this i don't know why i said i think i know that <laughs> they, i mean they they were played differently really than any other team you look at at, at which teams face the most too high coverage Last season, the Vikings faced the most, and that's obviously because Justin Jefferson. So I think a lot of what, they're, what they've are what they done and thought about these last few months is how do we counteract that? That's why you've heard a lot of running the football. That's why the Josh Oliver signing makes sense, because if you can run teams out of too high coverage, then you could force single high to be able to attack that type of coverage. So I think that's, that's part of why you've heard the run game. Now, I, I think it's worth talking about receiver. One, because Adam Thielen was essentially the Z receiver in the offense. And K.J. Osborne was the F receiver. Can K.J. just become the Z, uh, or do you need another guy to do that? I think it's worth talking from that standpoint. I also think, um, I, I don't know, I just holistically, 
KJ Osborne over the course of the late last season, I mean, he was he was really big in the pass game. I mm-hmm. think he did separate. I think he did get open. I think yards after the catch per, from, from, from that perspective. I think from different spots on sure. the field. I also think I also think TJ Hawkinson, yes, he's a tight end, but he he essentially became the number two option. Now, again, can he fill those Z roles all the time? It's it's a worthwhile question. Do they need a receiver in general thinking forward with KJ on his contract here? I think it's very worth the conversation and i don't i mean i think this this argument this conversation like i told you guys before we even started like i think internally these are the these are the things you consider what positions do you value the most what what do we need now what what i mean you mentioned it brian flores what is his defense that's going to be so aggressive and put cornerbacks and man coverage need again you bring up the cornerbacks in this draft and how many there are maybe you can wait for darius rush in the second round or other guys so um, and, and you bring in Flores to uplift this defense, but he he's known to get the best out of lesser talent, right? Like trust him to coach up the, you know, maybe not as highly touted guys, but that, you know, can be effective and he can pinpoint who he needs. Right? No doubt. No doubt. And you, and, and you need depth. I mean, I think that's why corner is a talking point too, because Andrew Booth, while I think the upside still exists, a Caleb Evans, similar thing with him. Um, the injury history is just is what it is. Uh, Byron Murphy's it has been injured in the past, so I just think that spot is you're going to see them fortify that spot depending yeah. on how 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 they do it. We'll see, but that's why I think this draft you asked about it in general and it spurred this conversation. I feel like we've just scratched the tip of the iceberg because there are a lot of ways yes. this thing could go. Trading down, which they did last year to to acquire more picks to give them maybe more of a mathematical percentage of hitting on guys would make sense as well. So um, I don't know. I wish I could. That's all our hope, right? Like we want to trade down. We, we need to accumulate. Ideally, picks. ideally. I mean, unless, unless, unless CJ Stroud, Stroud goes to three and, and then you trade up, you, you trade up, you give up your, your next born child. For yeah, that. So yeah, like, yeah. It's interesting. That's what you guys, that's what you guys no, want. No, that, no, that, that's just, I, okay. no, I mean, I, so the Vikings have in the history of the Minnesota Vikings, they've never, made an aggressive move to move into the top 5, 10 to go get a quarterback. They never have. Yeah. They've taken guys at, sure. at certain positions. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is probably the most recent where they actually went up and drafted him. But The most at, aggressive trade is for Patterson. Right. But they, they went up to 32 to take Teddy. Sure. Um, but that's 32. That's not 4, 5. Like, so that was still a question with Teddy. I mean, I like Teddy coming in. But, like, still, they've never made – in the whole history of the franchise, never made that move to go get a guy that they view as, like, their – long-term future franchise quarterback, they've always kind of let it happen. Sure. So if this was the year where they're like, hey, CJ Shaw made it to three, let's go get him. As as hard it would be to give up two extra first-round picks and all the extra stuff, I, I'd be okay with it because it tells me that they know what they have with guys like TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, the the tackles, like Garrett I – mean, I'm not going to say Garrett Bradbury, but, you know, like they, they have a, an infrastructure on offense. Let's put a, a really talented young quarterback around that. And we have something to really build off of to, to hopefully make that next step to become a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, and I, I think the quarterback conversation, which is right, everyone loves talking about it. It's fun to write about. It's fun to consider. It, I mean, it, it really it, you have to talk about it. Yeah. This is what drives the sport. I mean, for crying out loud, um, you can swear in this pod too. So. Yeah, uh, I'll keep it PG for now. Um, but he's I, only in, in like right, a little bit exactly, in exactly. He, he must not strategically. Like it. I don't think like, he likes it. No, I th- it was actually wild rice. Um, it was something yeah. brewed with wild rice or something. I had never heard anything. Is it, like is it good? Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
We know he's telling the truth, by the way, because he's not from Minnesota. So he right. wouldn't just be. No, no, nice. I actually, I actually <laughs> liked it. Like I will, I will be drinking it, but I'm trying to talk as well. It's kind of difficult. Yeah. Um, the quarterback thing, it, it, you know, it, it's um, it's it's interesting. I think the trade up, like I, I lived in Kansas City. I saw right. what they did to go get Patrick Mahomes. I saw what, I mean, from afar, you see what the Bills did with Josh Allen. I mean, you see these teams pinpoint their guy and go get it. And and I think, I mean, yeah, it makes sense if there is a guy that 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 that, that Kevin O'Connell likes. And I've said this on, I wrote this, I've said this on multiple podcasts. I'll have another story about it pretty soon, but I think the Vikings are really fortunate that they have a head coach who has the experience of being around young quarterbacks that Kevin does. I mean, this guy entered coaching through working with 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 guys like Marcus Mariota in the private sector. I mean, he worked the Elite 11. Trent Dilfer found out, like, discovered him, knew who he was, had some conversations, and was like, I got to hire this guy to work at the Elite 11 with me to help train quarterbacks. So the fact the, fact the Vikings have that guy in their building – um, helping them make decisions on this, I think, really matters. I guess the question in terms of the trade-up and whether it makes sense now, I guess it's obviously dependent on who's there right. and, and who you like. But it's also, I mean, I wonder, is now the time to spend that type of capital given the rest of the roster and, and where the rest of the – is the rest of the roster good enough to where you can feel confident if we shoot our shot right now, it, we have the flexibility and versatility – around that quarterback. But they did make that flexibility for cap space, which they have not had the, in the last five right, years. Right, that was and, – and and I can tell you that I cover the team every <laughs> yeah. day. That they That was a very – I mean, they, it was a purposeful thing. Yeah. We cannot operate the way we have from the sense of, of being cap-strapped yeah. every year. And, and it, it makes total sense. You want flexibility to be able to give yourself um, ways around just what you've yeah. had to operate with. And I think – They've tried to do that while also trying to be competitive, which they obviously were last year. And I think if you look at this NFC North this upcoming year, it's wide open. They, they, the Vikings could, could obviously, I mean, will they will compete for it this upcoming year? And so I think, um, yeah, I think the the cap situation, um, it's it 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 plays a role. It, it, well, if you think forward, right? Well, the draft's not the only way. The draft's the the best way to build your long term future and also like your development. And helping sustain, build a sustainable roster. Exactly. Yeah. The free agency is not for that. Free agency is about filling holes and filling needs and spending money. But the Vikings haven't been able to spend that money to help fortify some of those positions. So then they're forced to maybe, like this is old regime more than anything, but forced to reach on certain positions in the draft, forced to make some financial decisions that you probably wouldn't normally make. And the hope is coming out of that, if you were to go get a, a you know, move up to three, which Again, I don't think it's going to happen, yeah. so I'm not sitting here being like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do it. I like If they do it, I'd be ecstatic, but if, I don't expect it. But I think there's an opportunity where they can really really put themselves in a position to then use everything, all the other resources to build the rest of that roster that they can't do otherwise. No, and that's why, I mean, I think the rookie quarterback contract right. and what it allows for a team is obvious. I mean, you've seen that in Philadelphia. You saw it early on with Kansas City. Um and I was going back with some of these teams pretty recently and looking like, okay, when Kansas City traded up for Patrick Mahomes, what did that roster look like around right. him? Well, you had Tyreek Hill, you had Travis Kelsey, you had Chris Jones. Do the Vikings have the the, the they do? I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, Christian Darrisaw, you Brian have Christian Darrisaw, Brian O'Neill. Defensively, do you? I, I think it's right. it's worth asking. Daniel Hunter potentially is that guy, but he's only under contract through the season, right. so. As you go through some of this stuff, um, 
I, I, I found it really helpful and also just fun to look back. So, like, when obviously the, the 49ers do what they do for Trey Lance, what did they have around them? And, and how does that maybe align to where the Vikings are or where, how does it not align? And so, um, but I, I think to bring it back, the rookie quarterback contract and what it allows you to do from a roster perspective, it's, it's just how, it's just what the, this, this CBA kind of, that's it, what it pushes you towards. When you have that flexibility and you can surround your roster using cap space and free agency, it's kind of a must. So I think that's why, um, all the talk has existed beyond the fact Kirk's contract will end this year. And, and I, uh, for now, um, that's is, the situation. Gonna, is that your sense? Do you, is that kind of what you No, I, I, I think, um, I think the Vikings are confident that Kirk will take a step forward in this season. And I think Kirk believes with what's around him that that will be the case too. And I think Kirk wants to be, he said this publicly. Think Kirk wants to be here. He loves it here. He loves the history. I think the fan base, he appreciates how much they push him. Like, I, I, I don't think everything's been nice, but like this is just the NFL and this is how fans react. Um, and 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 I think he is a guy who has bet on himself in, in the past. So if he gets to a place where at the end of the season he's on the market, he can make a lot of money, as as is proved, was proven by Derek Carr and Daniel Jones. If those guys can do it. In a good year this year, I think Kirk can too, and 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 he's very savvy with this stuff. He's aware. He knows. Like he, this guy, he could rattle off contracts. Like he, he's very in tune and very aware to what's going on. And so, um, that's I, I'll, I'll never say never because I, that would just be it would be dumb on my part. But I, I just I think this team does realize the value of the quarterback contract and the fact that that would be kind of operating on a different in a different realm and so and 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 that's got to be enticing when you look around the league and you see what philly did and you see what kansas city did early on when they drafted patrick Mahomes. so yeah that's kind of how i how i describe that yeah mcconnell's been very transparent about that rookie contract even at the owners meeting just talking about the advantages that it brings so um i want to switch to one one topic uh just in terms of our future obviously justin jefferson Probably you guys getting... future here. You guys are doing great. Your future's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I uh, are they here for uh, whatever? <laughs> um, obviously, Justin Jefferson is due for an extension. We've reportedly heard that T.J. Hawkinson extension talks have taken off the ground by by Darren Wolfson. Uh, any sense on your part? Like, is there pressure to get that done before the draft? After the draft? Before the season? Yeah, I don't think there's there's a ton of pressure right now, at least. I mean, I think before the season, probably with the Vikings wanting to make it happen, um, as as much as I know they do, that that's probably a point. You don't want that drifting, obviously, right. in the season. And um, but I, I think I mean, there's a lot to work through. I mentioned the Dalvin and Zadarius situations. I think those two are still kind of in the balance, and and um, I think once they work themselves out, you can look at the mo- money type situation and, and probably iron things out from that standpoint. I also think from if you're looking at a cap situation for this upcoming year, and obviously an extension goes multiple years, but this upcoming year, they're they're just over the cap. They're going to have to pay the rookie. So there's I think there's just so much to work through that it's not – I'm not going to say it's not like pre- pressing because I do think the Vikings want to make it happen as much as possible. And I think if the number's right, Justin Jefferson – appreciates this this environment in this city but i also think he's probably going to want to beyond security from money perspective want to know what is the future plan 
And even Kwesi talked to the combine that they're willing to include him on those conversations, which I think just speaks to how much they want to get that done. Um, so I, I, I expect that stuff to probably be the conversation after the draft, after some of the Zedarius and Dalvin um, stuff kind of works themselves out. Any sense on that, by the way? Uh, on Dalvin and Zedarius? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it, um, it's so interesting, the Zedarius situation um, – just in the, the, sold his house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, <laughs> tweet. the selling the house and the tweeting thank you. Um, we're, we're, I mean, it's, it's just a, a unique situation. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot. He and his camp, I think, have gone back and forth with certain things. But I, I guess to say it pretty succinctly, like I think a lot to, is dependent on the market with those two positions at edge and at, at running back. And I also think a lot depends on how willing those guys are to play on certain price tags. And so I think when you sort those out, the, the market and, 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 and what another team might be willing to offer, and then just those two guys and how much they really want to be here, I think that's where you come to a resolution. But um, I, 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 I don't think – I mean, it could happen, I think, at any point, but I, I, I don't think to say one way or another really, I think that would be fun. Final team. thoughts here, so we can we can go and enjoy the the beautiful Minnesota weather. Um, what is? Do you have like a bold prediction for this team? <laughs> Anything off the record? Not going to hold you to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'll give you all my off the record. Um, <laughs> bold prediction. Great question. Or maybe just simpler. If you were running this team, right? Because I'm fit perfectly for that. Um, no, no, I, I don't, no. I say that. I say that jokingly because, like, my editors will be like, "Why don't you you do the plan for the Vikings offseason?" I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess, but they don't pay you guys. Don't pay me enough. Like, I don't. There's only so much I. Yeah, you tell um, them I don't get paid enough for this shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I I pull up Quasi's contract and then we'll talk. <laughs> The bold prediction. I'm not. This is not. This is not bold, and this is not going to break the internet. And so, and you guys are going to be like, really? That's what it gave us. But I, I do really expect, regardless of what happens with Dalvin, Alexander Madison to have a much bigger role this upcoming year. I really think that's in the cards. I think that's something they really want to make happen. Yeah, feel, yeah. They don't bring him back otherwise. Feel right? really confident saying that. Um, and 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 in the run in the past, but I think they they really believe he can be big to do what they want to do in the run game. Um, uh, bold, just swing. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think the offense will be better. Like I, I, I don't think people. It's, it's funny. The rhetoric around Kirk's season last season has been so interesting to me. Like you, you've had some people who are like, statistically, he was the worst, and then you've had some people who are like, but he played better than he ever has. Kirk himself through the first ten weeks of the season was like. Guys, I don't, I don't feel that great. I'm driving. Like I remember, he said maybe week eleven. Guys, I drive home. I drove home from the game. I'm like I'm not playing optimally, and so I, I really think year two in this system, operating, knowing what Kevin O'Connell wants, I, I do expect him um, to be better. To be better, and I expect this offense to be better. I expect their ability to counteract how defense uh, defense are attacking them to be better. So. That's the one thing with this team. And we'll talk a lot about the defense rightfully, and we can talk about the future quarterback and all that stuff. And we should. And we and it's fun. Um, but I, I do really think this offense will be better in year two. I do. So, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because this is the first time where Kirk's really had stability from an offensive scheme perspective. 
And it's been, I mean, I'll, t- I'll say this too, and this is mostly just like shooting the shit, but like Kirk Cousins, when I got here, like you hear so much narrative and it's, 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 it fascinated me really. And like, I've watched them from afar and like you, yeah, is if you're a fan and you're not in the building, you have like, you have your opinions or whatever, but like, I, I found it so interesting the way people react to him, to, to him and think of him in certain plays and yeah. jokes. And like, it, it's, it's something that um, I hopefully will be able to spend a long story on and, and be able to report around it just because I, I think he, in this circumstance is pretty like reflective of just quarterbacks as a whole and quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league and personalities and how we view people in, in the spotlight like that. So it's, um, he, he's been a writer's dream. Honestly, he's been a writer's dream because there's nobody. You have half the fan base that absolutely loves him, half that absolutely hate him. You can play it either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're going to get, you're going to get a following because of whatever you say. You have half the people absolutely agree with you. Half the people absolutely think you're an idiot. Clarify. You said writers. Like, writers, I like, thought you said like riding a bike. Writers. Writers. Got it. Yes. Got it. I'm with you. I'm with the you. one thing like I thought about often, again, I come in, I hear all the narratives, and I thought it was like, it seemed like every week Kirk was just like, I mean, he, he goes, it, there's just like a cloud, a storm of like narrative and and analysis and feedback and him having to explain himself and i was and then like i always imagine like he goes home he gets his body work done he's analyzing himself he thinks about this stuff like that life and living in that it's it's not he he gets paid a lot of money he's critiqued or what have you but i i just i'm so fascinated by the human condition of living in that space and what that's like and again like i said i hopefully will be able to dive into that pretty deep at some point well i'm Um, excited uh for not only this season, but for for that that piece as well. Um, and I want to thank you for for hopping on tonight um, and joining us out here at Lake Monster Brewing. I see you with your Masters T-shirt on, yeah. um, so we might have to bug you to come golfing with us, though. Whenever you guys want, Miles yes, sometimes get a, gets a temper when he golfs. Well, so here we go. <laughs> One of those. Golf I'm the staring. best in the group, but I get a temper. Yeah, debatable. Yeah, if you expect group. a lot out of yourself. No, honestly, I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm just, first, it's debatable. First off, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, very fun. Um, second, my favorite part, perspective on the wide receivers. <laughs> And your incredible perspective, Matt, against that. We um, say the incredible part one more yeah, time just so they but, hear it. Yeah. But no, um, anytime. And uh, yeah, I'll golf with you guys. I don't know. I could be terrible compared to you guys. I could be. No, we're not. I could any be, special. I could I'm just be talking shit. John Rom compared to you guys. I don't know. We'll, but, we'll only know in the future. I'm right. more like John Daly in the course. I was like, that fun. Sure. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible sport. It's also in this weather today. That's that was, I woke up and I'm like, man, it would be nice to just go to the range and like, Relax. I'm, but I'm going tomorrow and Friday. So that's that's yeah. smart. I will be at the Quasi uh, Kevin O'Connell press conference tomorrow. So I look forward to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, everybody, thank you for joining. Uh, again, we're here live at Lake Monster Brewing. Um, and be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast because when we hit 3,000 subscribers, we'll be doing a giveaway, a custom skull piece from That's Badass Wood Art. So until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings. And I didn't hit it. Yeah, that didn't get it.